Welcome back to Sound for Thought, a podcast that mainly explores why people make music, plus other cool musical-related stuff. My name is Andrew Schultz, and today I have for you a great conversation with the boys from the L.A.-based rock band Wax Charmer. We talked about all sorts of stuff like the movie School of Rock and how much it impacted their childhoods, their beginnings as individual musicians, all the way through their time as Jubilo Drive, their personal musical influences, and their influences as a band. We talked about which one of them is the most talented and which one of them is the most creative. We, of course, talked about why they make music, and I think that's my favorite part of the conversation, as always. So tune into that part about three quarters of the way through. And then we end by talking about their non-musical hobbies, stuff like surfing, snowboarding, baseball, outdoor activities in general, plus film and TV, craft cocktails, farmer's markets, healthy and unhealthy habits alike. As you'll hear in the interview, the band is working on some new music currently. I think it'll be released soon in the fall. But their latest is the Suburban Replay EP, released back in February. So you can find that and all of their music on Spotify and every other streaming platform. You can support the band by following them on social media at Wax Charmer, or even better yet, by purchasing some merch from their website, waxcharmer.com. I gotta say, it was an absolute pleasure chatting with Henry, Jacob, and Jordan. They are really cool people. I enjoyed getting to know them, and I hope you will all enjoy hearing what they had to say. Also, don't forget the best way to support this podcast is to follow us on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts and keep up with new content on our Instagram at Redefining Records. Before we jump in, you're going to hear a track called Downstairs off of the aforementioned Suburban Replay EP. Enjoy. My words were left to work today. I watched her stumbling. Hanging out with all the alphabet stars. I said the bowels keep it real. Trying to steal your gun 
guys all from the Bay Area or just a couple of you guys? Just Jacob and I. Yeah, okay. I'm a I'm a LA native. Um, actually Aaron Valley. 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 <laughs> hey, LA, it's LA County. Um, it counts. You write me a letter. <laughs> you can send it to LA. Um, actually Aaron and I grew up down the street from each other. Our moms went to high school together. Wow. You guys yeah. go way back then. Yes. I never I never knew that actually. Oh yeah. No way. I knew, I've known Aaron cool. since he was born. He was he, Aaron's my brother's age, my younger brother's age. And so I knew him when he was a little pipsqueak. That's nice. And now he's cool. Yeah. <clears throat> it's it's actually not unusual for bandmates to learn things about each other in this podcast. I always ask questions and they're like, holy shit, I didn't know that. <laughs> I'm glad to hear. So at the very I, least, you you might get that out of this, at the very least. Hell yeah. I love, I love learning new things about my bandmates, so I'm excited. Me too. Perfect. Okay, to um, start at the beginning, I thought it'd be, it'd be helpful for listeners if you guys each introduced introduce yourselves so that we could hear like whose name goes with whose voice. Okay, we'll go Henry go first, then Jordan, then Jacob. Hi guys, I'm Henry. Hey, I'm Jordan. I'm Jacob. And we are Wax Charmer. <laughs> Saturday Night Live. Exactly. Okay. Well, obviously, like everyone who's ever had a conversation in the last like five or six months has talked about COVID and has talked about the pandemic and stuff. And so I don't want to like waste a bunch of time talking about things that have already been said, but I thought a fun, different thing to do just to get out, get the COVID talk out of the way is to say one positive thing that you guys think has come from this pandemic and mm-hmm. maybe you could each take a turn or if one of you has a profound answer <clears throat> or a fun answer just shoot Ooh, man uh for me maybe two part part one part is i'm eating a much 
healthier, making my own food, which is there fun. you go. Um, and the second would be, I feel like a lot of people around the world are waking up to you know ways to improve their lives, and steps are being taken. Absolutely. Yeah, I would say that I think everybody's just immediately was immediately forced to rethink their lifestyles and their entire way of life. So I think, and I think in a way that's healthy because it's always good to check your routine and see if what you're doing is really beneficial to you or not, and if it's healthy for you or not. So mm-hmm. me personally, I've been spending a lot of time with my family back home. I've been doing a lot of outdoor activities. Um, you know, a lot of like outdoor exercise and just stuff that I feel is good for the soul. So I feel like I was kind of taking that side of life for granted previously. Um, so I'm definitely grateful for that. Definitely. Yeah. Ec- great answers. Echoing Henry, I think it's almost forced people to free of distraction or certain distractions sort of double down on their passions and their hobbies we're lucky enough to where we can, as, as musicians, we can concentrate and sort of progress our, our passions while indoors. And that's, you know, a very doable thing. So I think for creative folks, it's been, um, you know, I, I don't want to call it a blessing because that would <laughs> kind of discredit the um, very obvious uh, negatives that have, that have happened over the past six months. But I think as a creative person, it's sort of uh, forced people to, yeah, double down on their creative routine and maybe tackle things that they were putting off creatively because now there is sort of that time to do it and the environment to do it. Absolutely. I think those are all super good answers. Like you said, of course, we're not here to disregard any of the negative things. I just think it's fun to kind of, you know, keep the optimism alive with a little bit of the positivity and, and talking about it is, is fun. Oh yeah, um, for sure. So echoing off of what Jacob said, what things have you guys been doing specifically um, with creativity? I mean, you mentioned just having more time to focus. Does that mean writing more, practicing new instruments? Uh, what does that mean for you guys? I think all of the above. Oh, I would say at the beginning of the pandemic, um, <clears throat> I think we kind of we were on like such a hot streak. Like up mm-hmm. and, up until the evening of the lockdown in LA, like the last thing we all did was play a show on uh, like Dash Radio, and then we all packed our cars up and like didn't see each other for three months. But we were like getting <laughs> yeah. ready to go to South by, and like there was a couple really cool shows that were like almost you know gonna happen for us, and then all of it sort of like we were like, okay, well this is you know it's only like a couple months, we're gonna. So like we wrapped up like our EP in I want to say like the first three weeks, and then we're like, cool, we're like we're sitting on music, we're good. And then I think it was really good for us all to sort of like take a breather and do all these things that we needed to do a to be safe, but b to like you know grow and, and take a, a life rest because when else are we going to get yes. this much free time really? And and, totally. and be fortunate to be young too. Um, and. Uh, and then we, in like, I think maybe starting like two months ago, we were having had that time to like kind of rest. We're starting to turn the wheels again and like get things like back moving. And I think there's like a lot of excitement to it. Um, I know Henry's been like doing a ton of demos that I want to hear. Uh, <laughs> and I've been like, I've been getting better at the Ableton game um, <clears throat> too. So that's like, 
at least like the one positive uh, since we can't jam together. Very cool. Yeah. Henry, tell me about those demos. Yeah. So I've been coming up with lots of ideas and I pretty much do a verse and a chorus and then I move on to the next one. Okay. <laughs> no, I, uh, <laughs> I get, I get, I have a, I have a hard time fleshing out ideas. That's my one fault, but I, uh, I have a lot of half, half made demos, um, that I love to bring to the table and work out with the guys. Well, there you go. That's the whole point to have a band. Exactly. And to Henry's credit, he's like the most like silent, but deadly with his demos. Like True. you won't hear a peep for months. And like, I'll be like texting, <laughs> I'll text like 12 different fucking shitty little ideas to them. I'm like, what about this? Maybe we'll try this one this week. I don't know. And, and then like nothing from Henry. I'm like, is he, is he doing anything? And then like 90% of the songs we end up recording will be like ideas. He's like, what about this riff? And we're like, oh shit, that's a fucking amazing riff. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That tends to be how it goes. I feel like most of the, uh, songs that people really dig of ours are uh, sort of centered around an awesome riff that Henry wrote at the beginning of the process. That is very cool. That's an interesting process. But yeah, like I was saying, that's the whole point of having a band. It's cool that you guys, that Henry has the ability to just pass on the ideas and not feel the need to flesh them out because he has you guys oh I, believe me i feel the need i just don't think i can handle it at the you time just physically can't yeah it's, whether it's you know attention or uh just uh integrity while i'm at the computer trying to record something i yeah lucky to have the guys there to make it come full circle yeah i mean attention is something i think we all struggle with it's hard <laughs> it's hard it's oh, yeah. hard oh yeah oh yeah dude I, I had a moment like that the other night i was like started yelling not yelling at my computer but just being very frustrated with it. i was like why is it so hard to make music it's like this yeah. should be easy yeah In, internal screams yeah exactly um but then when you do kind of hit those moments as well like when you kind of have those ahas or those breakthroughs it's like oh yeah yes. it is kind of easy now that i know how to do it makes it all <laughs> worth it yeah yeah so you guys are, are sitting on some new music is that what you said yes that's exciting yeah, we've got a uh, little EP. We're going to put a single out um, in like the fall. And then okay. the rest of the EP will come out next year. Um, and we're chatting with a buddy of ours about a video, um, you know, when it's safe to film something like that. But um, yeah. that's that's sort of been like, I mean, I, fill in the blank for every any band pretty much. Like the getting together part is really hard unless you live like in a very isolated part of the country. And you're like, oh, well, actually we can still hang out. But for us, yeah. you know, we live in major cities, um, and though we're all being safe, you know, all it takes is one doorknob or something. And yes, you know, you're in- death is all around us. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> so true. And such is life. Yes, that is so that life. is life, really. Yeah. Well, let's take a step back. I always like to, at some point in the interview, get kind of some background history, and we'll start like by kind of going one by one um, and starting with Jacob, I'll say, I'd like to hear a little bit about how you grew up with music. If you were part of like a musical family or if your parents got you into it or if your friends did and uh, it'd be cool to just hear how you got into music. Totally. I think, you know, my, my parents were not musicians. No one in my family really played music. My uncle played the drums growing up, so I guess there was some music in the family, but um, 
you know, I, I, I don't credit my parents' influence <laughs> with, uh, with getting me in, into music and they didn't, you know, show me a whole ton of music either. So that, uh, funny enough was kind of something that I just discovered for myself. And, mm-hmm. you know, like most kids, my sort of obsessions would change from time to time. Like one minute I wanted to be a skateboarder and then a baseball player. And then all of a sudden I wanted to be a drummer. So I think my dad thought it was just kind of another phase that I was going through. Um, but I don't really know where the inspiration came from. I mean, School of Rock came out around the time that oh, hell yeah. all of us were like nine, ten years old. So I think uh, maybe subconsciously that was an influence somewhere. But um, I just all of a sudden got it in my head that I really wanted to play drums. And my uh, my dad, again, thinking that it was just kind of another phase I was going through, um made a deal with me that he would split the cost of my first drum kit with me. And this is like, you know, I'm an eight year old kid. So I have to (laughs) come up with $300, which is not something eight year old kids have. Um, so I was like washing cars and windows and just doing chores around the house for like six months to, to earn that kind of cash. Um, cause again, he was like, I'm not going to drop 600 bucks on a kit that you're going to be done with in six months when you move on to your next thing. So, yeah. um, fortunately enough, I, uh, stuck with it and that was, you know, 16 years ago or something. And I still have, and still use pieces of that original drum kit. So it's stuck with me this whole time, but I don't know where the inspiration came from, but I just got it in my head that I really wanted to start playing drums and the rest is history, I guess. Yeah. Cool. You have a stick it to demand neosis, clearly. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I do. It's fatal. Well, I, I would, I would ask as a follow up question: Do you think the way your dad made you work to earn the drums made you more inclined to stick with it? The fact that you knew you had to put so much effort into it that you're like, I'm not gonna let him win. Like, I'm gonna stick with this. Maybe, man. I don't. I never thought about that. I think. Um, Obviously, that was like the first major financial uh, purchase that I had made in my youth. So uh, I guess there was a high level of investment personally. But I think like even to step back, it was also just an incredible like parenting lesson because yeah. um, I mean, I'll, I'll tell the sort of phase two of this story, which was uh, about six years ago, I was selling some pieces of that original drum kit because I had just accumulated a lot of stuff over the years. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, I some guy from Craigslist came over and I sold him like half of the kit. Cause again, I had upgraded to like two kicks and a bunch of toms and it was uh, way too much. But uh, <laughs> when I finished, you know, I like went back in the kitchen and uh, was starting to split the money in half and give it back to my dad being like, you know, we, you pay for half that, you, you know, you, you should, you should <laughs> get a good to- son. Well, and then he was like, no way, like you stuck with it this whole time and I didn't expect you to. So you deserve to keep whatever, you know, profits you turn on that kid. So it was like a full circle, like best parenting lesson that I've ever seen. So I'll I'll always remember that. That's super awesome. That's really wholesome. Super wholesome wholesome content right there. (laughs) Great content for sure. Okay. That that was a really stellar start. We'll switch to Jordan now and... We'll see if you can top his story. <laughs> All right. Um, intros to music. Let's see. Yeah. I came from like a semi-musical family, I'll say. Um, my parents, like my dad took piano lessons when he was a kid. And my mom was like the biggest music head when she was like in high school and college, which is around mm-hmm. the time, like the mid-70s to like mid-80s. Um, so like Fleetwood Mac, Led Zeppelin, like the Bee Gees, uh, Simon and Garfunkel. So 
so like when I was three years old, I started taking classical piano lessons. Uh, not very fun. I did that for like 10 years. Wow. Like I could cite, I used to know how to sight read like Beethoven and stuff like that. I cannot do it anymore for the life of me. I don't remember any music theory. Uh, because around the time I was eight or nine, I saw a school of rock and I was like, fuck piano, let's go play some fucking guitar. And, um, I got like, and my dad took me to a music store and got me the cheapest acoustic guitar he could find. It was probably like twice the size of me. I was a very short little kid when I was back then. Like, I Mm -hmm. I don't think I hit five foot until high school, um, for some perspective. And so like, I could barely get my arms around this thing. I'm trying to learn how to play like Iron Man, all this shit on it. But I, same, similar to Jacob, uh, I wanted to go electric. And my dad was like, you have to play for at least a year before I even get your electric guitar. Stuck with it. Finally got um, a little like a squire and then started jamming out, went through a bunch of guitar teachers because I didn't want to learn how to read music again, which I forever will kick myself in the ass um for not like strengthening that skill and then eventually oh and all the while too like my mom was taking so this is like around middle school now around this time my mom my first concert when i was like 11 was the rolling stones um which i like i knew a couple songs of theirs but not not really you know 11 year old doesn't have that much context around how big the stones are and it was like the first time i ever smelled weed and saw adults just like lose their shit. Like, and I, like my mom and the security guard were like dancing to like 10 songs, like halfway through. They're just like, Oh my God, it's a star. Like, I was like, what the fuck? This is so crazy. What is going on? Yeah. yeah. And like the biggest moment was there was this like woman next to us who was just like singing every word. And I was like, how does she know all the words? And like, as I, you know, started paying more attention to people loving music, you know, we, my mom always had, um, Simon and Garfunkel and, uh, the Mamma Mia soundtrack, which is just ABBA in, in her oh, car. Yeah. So those are like the two CDs we listened to like my whole childhood. Um, and so like harmony and like lyrics and all these things were just kind of like floating around. And then, um, saw school of rock, started playing guitar, sucked. <laughs> and then in high school, <laughs> Uh, when I got my driver's license, my girlfriend and, and I at the time broke up and she started going out with my best friend oh, and I, uh, heavy. yeah. And I started listening to Weezer at this time too and Radiohead heavily. So oh, Radiohead's like, good for that. Yeah. But, and like the blue album and Pinkerton, all these things. So I was just like, okay, like this Weezer writes all these like three chord songs. I could probably do this too. And just wrote a bunch of like crappy songs. And then, um, in college was like very determined to get in a band and, uh, you know, tried jamming with a handful of people here and there. And then eventually, uh, met some crazy characters, one of whom is, uh, Henry and we started a little band and the rest is history. Nice. That was beautiful. Very poetic. Thanks. Yeah. That was the abridged version. That's no, that's perfect because we got three. Yeah, no, that's perfect. And then we'll get Henry's side, and then I want to like flip back to that moment where you guys start forming a real band. But first, Henry, your turn. All right. Um, well, I definitely grew up with a musical upbringing in terms of my parents having great taste in music and always playing good classic jams. Um, 
kind of like Jordan was mentioning, like the seventies stuff or uh-huh. classic classic rock, and they definitely opened the door to all those different bands for me. And then I would see, you know, my I think one of my older cousins got a, a bass guitar and then an electric guitar. So just seeing him play when I was younger was always cool. Um, no one in my family really played, like my immediate family played any instruments, but they just had a general appreciation for music. So mm-hmm. I think at some point I was, when I was 11, I just decided I should get an, get an electric guitar and start, start playing. Um, so it's kind of all history from there. And then eventually when I got to high school, I had a few other friends who were playing. Um, so we would jam together a lot and we started a little band. Um, we played a couple like the talent shows at high school and just other, other, other simple shows, but nothing, no like major gigs or anything. So it was pretty, pretty lighthearted. And then, uh, as Jordan was saying, once we got to college, him and I met and then we really decided like, yeah, let's make a, make a band together and kick things into gear. And, uh, that was in 2012, I believe. Nice. So it's been a while. We've been playing together for a while. Yeah, that is a while. Yeah. Well, just follow-up question on your story. I'm curious to hear a little bit about um, what kind of bands or what kind of music you were playing in your high school band. Were you just doing covers or were you writing originals already in high school? Or So we, uh, for the talent, one of the talent shows we wanted to play, we uh, attempted to play red hot chili peppers californication and they wouldn't let it they wouldn't let us they wouldn't let you not appropriate because it's fornication in the fornication in the the song which i remember going into one of the teacher's classrooms who was running the talent show and just totally Uh letting loose on her and that got me even in even more trouble and um i tried to fight it i was like this is ridiculous it's just a rock song So we ended up playing uh, an original because they wouldn't let us play Californication, which is kind of got us starting uh, to write our own songs. But it was like rock or alternative rock and like probably ska or something like yeah, high school kids listen to. Did you go to like a private school, Catholic school or something? or No, just public school. Oh, and they weren't? Wow. Yeah, that's... I don't know. It was weird. Which is well, that's kind of crazy too, because I went to a private Jewish school and they let kids play Red Hot Chili Peppers all the time. Right? <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, when it happened, I was like, like really? Like that's why? Yeah, play, it, we're not saying we're not saying bad words in the song necessarily. I don't think it's just the title and yeah, I don't know. Yeah. which is really that's just like extra. good writing if you know if they really want to teach you something about mm. language. So. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, I agree. That sounds like super strict. Picking it up basically from there. So Henry and Jordan, you guys meet in college. What what college was that? Chapman University in the city of Orange. Oh, Orange hell yeah. Okay, yeah. So you guys, yeah. that's right by me. January 2012-ish, I think. Yeah. Actually, okay, so that's, yeah, that was, God, what happened? Oh, Oh, this is like the best story. Oh my gosh. So um, we have a mutual friend named Harrison who I met 
Oh, he was like your not your roommate, Henry, but he like lived across the hall from you or something like that. Um, yeah, and so like I almost went to school in Pittsburgh because I wanted to try somewhere that was not California, and I thought it was a terrible idea after thinking about it. But I was wearing like a Pitt sweater, and our friend Harrison was from Pitt, Pittsburgh. So that's that's how we met, and like we'd only been friends for like a week or two. He calls me up one Saturday or texts me. He's like, "Yo, meet me at the spot." And I'm like, "We'll smoke a J." And so I knew I knew where to go, and yeah. it's like this alley, a couple blocks off campus, and I show up, and it's like you don't go to this spot unless like you know like what you're there for, and I'm like hanging out there, and this this guy is just like scrolls up and starts like chilling out, like you know one trash can over from me, and I'm like, uh, can I help you? And he's like, <laughs> you, you looking for Harrison? I was like, yeah. He's like, I'm Henry. We met. We smoked J. We went back to Henry's dorm where he had two guitars and we started jamming a little bit. Henry started like rat a tat tatting some like rhymes or something. And then co- coincidentally that day I was going to jam with this guy Hayden who I had also met around the same time. Um, and I was like, Henry, you should come join us. And so we all jammed out in my, uh, in my dorm room. And then about a week later I recruited my friend Eric and like a month or so after that, or not even that long, like a couple of weeks after that, like played our first show at like a like wow. a battle of the bands thing, and then yeah. eventually formed or like officially named our band Jubilee Drive, um, which was a band from 2012 to I guess 2019. Um, so a little while, but there was there was some time off in the middle, but uh, yeah, that's that's how we got started. Very cool. That is serendipitous. Yeah. <laughs> and we've been friends ever since. Yeah. When does uh, Jacob come into the picture? So Jacob, um, I want to say it was March, May, April. No, it definitely was May because that's when the show was. I think we met in March of 2018. And so some backstory on Jubilo Drive. Um in May of 2017, our friend and drummer, Eric Cruz, uh, unfortunately passed away in a, oh. a car accident. And so that. we took, yeah, uh, I'm still sorry about it too, but you know, it uh, kind of gave us some, we took some time off. Um, and it kind of, I think that moment, at least for me, was sort of like a impetus to really dive into the dream and, and go for it. And, um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, after writing some stuff and, and move, like I had moved and we were all kind of getting used to LA in different ways, um, through a roommate of mine named Kalen Beach, um, who was, I had asked to join the band in sort of this like 2.0 phase. Um, Kalen and Jacob worked at the same company together and, uh, I think we were actually auditioning like two people. One guy didn't show up and then Jacob... <laughs> like showed up and was also fucking amazing um and that's how we got introduced nice good job showing up jacob (laughs) and he did he did great yeah he got a a big tip of the hat from heim's drummer at like one of the the, like handful of shows we played wow that is very cool very cool so now the three of you are a trio and you're working on music together. What are kind of 
your common influences between the three of you? What what kind of music do you try to emulate? Do we have any common influences? Honestly, no. I don't. I, don't I think mean, we do. There's probably a handful of things that are shared, but like I would say, you're like run of the mill, like Radiohead, Red Hot Chili Peppers, kind of like. If you're, you're something like your average rock fan would like, we probably have that in common. Otherwise, we are like very far apart on a lot of different spectrums. Like I'm, I really fuck with like world music and like Latin music and jazz, oh, cool. and experimental shit. Um, and I don't want to speak for the other guys, but they have very different tastes for me. I feel like even when we were in uh, sort of the Jubilo Drive 2.0, when we were a five-piece, the three of us were the ones with the most different taste in music. So it's kind of funny that the three of us are the ones that eventually uh, became the entirety of the band. Because, um, yeah, it is like – I, I was like laughing when, when you asked that question, Andrew, because like <laughs> of course there are, as Jordan mentioned, sort of the um, – the big, big rock bands that of course, like we're all, we're all down with, but as far as our, our individual interests and I think the bands that we're really in the artists that we're really in the genres that we're really excited about, it's all different. Um, I personally grew up listening uh, to a lot of like pop punk and emo. And I was really into the you know metalcore scene in like 2007, 2010 and, um, have kind of never lost touch with that. I, I also play in like a thrash metal band on the side as well. So definitely my, my influences are in that world, kind of uh, the warp to our world, you could say. Yeah. I mean, it's cool to see you guys combining such different tastes. I guess you get something more interesting that way than all being into the same exact thing. I think it's cool. Yeah, I think so too. Henry? Your your uh your taste? My taste is definitely like nineties rock or eighties, um, new wave, um, in terms of influences I bring to the band. Yeah. I listen to a lot of stuff on my own as well. A lot of different genres. So I mean it definitely varies. But yeah, I think that when we all have different tastes, it can be beneficial to us. But also there's times where it's like, you know where it, it'll yeah. take us a second to all get on the same page. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. But those moments, I think, even though those are like kind of the most, not the most, like they're bad, but they're like those might be the most frustrating moments, The those, I think, are also the, the things that kind of get us to what's like a more interesting result because we're not all agreeing on like, oh, yeah, wait, yeah. yeah, let's just try this thing that we all like and all the totally. music that we dig. And instead, it's like, oh, that's like cool, but I don't like that. What if we did it like this kind of thing? Same notes, and it's like, oh shit, yeah, that's way more interesting. Or, and we yeah, yeah, definitely agree with yeah, that. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. There's something about uh, just like the struggle that goes into like <laughs> coming together on something and, and really just like carving it out of stone, and and you know. It, it it kind of is you know the stupid cliche phrase about like diamonds made under pressure or whatever. Uh, sure, there's yeah. certainly something to that. Oh, cool. Um, but that's cool. That's cool. It's cool to hear everybody's different you know taste and and kind of what you guys are into. I do like to, for my own sake, I'm always trying to like discover uh, new music that I haven't come across yet. And I know some of our listeners like that too. What are 
some songs or, or bands that you guys are listening to like right now, like new stuff? Ooh. Like well, new stuff, like it just came out or new to us? Like that we're having fun yeah. with? Let's, let's say just, just like what, what we're listening What's to at either? the moment? Yeah, new to you or just what you're listening to now, yeah. So it could be either. Yeah. A good, okay, cool. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I personally, I've been in this whole making demos in uh, on my own time, just kind of like jamming through a laptop. So I've been listening mm-hmm. to a lot of artists who make solo music like that. Um, I've been listening to this guy, Kevin Crowder, a lot. He's really cool. Okay. He's from a band called Hoops. Uh, but his solo work is really awesome. Um, I've also definitely been into like Ableton, just making shit mode, but, uh, wait, it was, oh, one album, like a new thing that came out that I was really excited about and also cause there's a billboard for it for, near me is this album called dinner party by like Terrace Martin, Robert Glasper, Knife Wonder, Kamasi Washington, like really oh, cool kind of like hip hop jazz album, yeah. which is like one of my favorite subgenres of music, like Robert Glasper. Oh my God. I could listen to that guy all, all day long. Um, but, oh, geez, otherwise, like, my, you know, it's funny, I've been doing, I've been listening to, like, a lot of dub, just because oh, I'm, nice. like, been, yeah. I'm, like, also working right now, too, and it's sort of, like, amazing to just zone out to, and it's, like, one of those, <laughs> well, it's, but it's, like, one of those, like, am- like, amazingly, like, it's, like, so subtle and complex, but, like, or not complex, but, like, so simple, but the execution Sometimes you just be like, oh man, that like really hit me. Like, I don't know what it is about it. And um, I'm really vibing with that. So like exploring just different artists in there. Any specific artists you could give? Um, I mean, King Toby is like the biggest one, but uh, I would also say like Lee Perry or at least Scratch Perry. Cool. It's pretty sick. Have a good time. Punk your punk. Drink your drink. Jacob? I have been, and I was talking to Jordan about this yesterday, it's like very unsurprising, but I've been, I guess at first reluctantly, but now warmly embracing this kind of emo rap uh, sound Ah, that's that's emerging where, um, you know, all these, it's kind of like post SoundCloud rap almost, where all these uh, rappers who have now sort of come into the mainstream as rap has grown so much in popularity and become uh, sort of the like rock star mainstream genre, um, yeah. they are starting to embrace like elements of emo and pop punk from, you know, 10, 15 years ago, which as I mentioned was like my formative musical experience. So again, at first I was like very reluctant because I was like, Oh, this is super corny. And like some of it's awful, but I think in time I've grown to be like, you know, if this is kind of them like tipping their cap and paying respect to the genre that I grew up listening to, then I'm going to embrace it. And, um, what I'm fingers crossed hoping for is that it'll kind of present a newfound interest in, and almost like a revival of that type of music, which, uh, most people will, will agree has been kind of out of the mainstream for the past 15 years, but you know, I'm still, uh, yeah. I'm still holding it down. Um, the best example, which I, I was talking to Henry about last week is Machine Gun Kelly. I know I've got to go, but I might just miss the flight. I can't stay forever is like putting out a pop punk album later this year. 
Okay. Um, and it's, it's like not, it's not emo rap. It's not any, it's not like, you know, really cool arpeggio telecaster riffs with trap beats, which is what most of it is. It's like legitimate, like Travis Barker playing drums, um, just straight up like 2004 pop punk. So I'm just excited to see that kind of come back into the fold a little bit. So I've been listening to a lot of that. And then randomly during COVID, I've been listening to a lot of like Latin trap and reggaeton, which is obviously very popular. It's not, <laughs> not anything like niche, but yeah. uh, started embracing that a little bit more. That's cool. No, it's a good mix of stuff there. Definitely. Well, there is a fun game. If you guys have your phones near you, I do like to ask this specific question. I like to know what the last song you saved on Spotify was, or if you use another streaming thing. Uh, but just like the very last song you hit, you hit save or like, or oh. you added it to a playlist or something. I think that's a really fun just game because sometimes it's something super random. I feel like I don't even use that function. What? What do you do? Do you just make play? Do you make playlists? Yeah, I just make playlists. Or uh... what's the last song you added to a playlist? Then yeah, that works. That's what I'm going to do because that's all I do as well. Word word. Oh, I like songs like. I like songs too. Yeah, I I, I don't think I've ever (laughs) liked a song. What? I just add, I just add them to a playlist if I like them. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and then I Yo, listen to I've been, playlist. I I feel like I'm like a deep Spotify user. Like I just I know all yeah, the functions. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's weird. It's it, but it blows my mind. I'm like 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 I have folders. I didn't know folders. I didn't know for years that you could make folders of stuff. So I have like genres, and then within there, are like even more genres. Um, but the last song I liked was a song called C C E E by this band called Drag D R A A G. They are really sick, uh, like kind of like shoegaze band. But um, I don't want to like pigeonhole them as just like another shoegaze band because I feel like they're also they're kind of tapping into a little bit of like that Radiohead uh, like Ben's era. Well, I'll look with like a touch of like Smashing Pumpkins and Nine Inch Nails. Um, and I think that might have been like the last show I saw too. Was we oh. saw, Henry, you were there with me too, actually. We saw them yeah, at the Echoplex. It was like oh, the nice. closing night of their residency. And then, oh God, they were so good. And they just put, they had like just put out an album or a little EP called Clara Luz. Uh, that's, I highly recommend to anybody who likes music. Cool. Yeah, it sounds good. I'm going to check it out. I added, uh, let's see. I added a song to my, one of my summer playlists today um, called You Don't Know Anything by this by Ivy, who's a songwriter from like the 90s. She's like okay. indie, indie oh. rock, maybe. I sent it Is that to what you sent me today? That yeah, I, I still like, need to 90 song. You were gonna, in 1997, great oh. classic 97 rock song. Yes. Um, she's she's got a cool cool voice. Um, you don't know anything by Ivy. Cool, cool, Jacob. Yeah, for me, this is I feel like the perfect answer for this question because it's like low-key embarrassing but i uh that's perfect <laughs> yes. i uh, i'm not that's that's what you're looking for right uh, just like random exactly. stuff that you're adding to playlists i yeah. uh 
I was hitting that new uh, T Swift today, and oh I, nice, uh, yeah. I tossed You're the right. um, the Bony Bear feature track into my uh, 2020, 2020 songs playlist. Just owning it, I love it. Oh Man, yeah, I love it. That's a good. It's a good one. It, it's got the feels. So I uh, hit that on my twenty twenty playlist. Hell yeah! Yeah, I need to start a twenty twenty playlist. I seem like listening to some music from this year. <laughs> <laughs> I've been so behind. Oh, man. Yeah, that's uh, half the reason I do this podcast is just to get some new stuff to listen you to. You probably have a cool collection, though. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is very eclectic. I go down these weird, you know, rabbit holes of people telling me stuff, and it's really fun. Um, well, I'll give you guys mine, too, since I asked the question. Please. Yeah, I will curious. say the last song that I liked, because I am a liker was a song called Jinx by Porkbelly, which is Ooh. a kind of small San Francisco band. They're kind of like punk punk rock, but like pretty clean. And I just kind of discovered them through uh, one of my best friends, girlfriend's brother is like in the band. And so I just kind of discovered them and I, I'm really digging it. Hopefully going to have them on the show soon too. So anyway, oh, Jinx, yeah. Jinx by Porkbelly, I recommend it. Cool. Sick. Um, well, okay, so one of the biggest kind of topics I like to cover on the show is mm. the question of kind of your motivation. I like to ask the question, why do you make music? And you could take that a lot of different ways, but it's kind of just like, it could be, you know, for some people, it's just like a fun thing that they do and they don't know what else to do. Or for some people, it's like this is their purpose in life, you know. So um, we'll start with Henry. I want to ask you, why do you make music? Well, I make music for myself because I really enjoy listening to music. And I feel that if I have the power to try to make something similar to what I listen to on my own or something that makes me feel the way I listen to on my own. Why not just try to do it because it's, it's satisfying in a way and it's rewarding. Um, I make it for other people because I feel that if I make something that I think is cool, other people might also think it's cool and maybe it'll expose them to something that they, uh, that moves them or that they enjoy hearing. And I like making it with people because it's a great way to bond and, share a moment and I guess just feel the essence of being alive. Absolutely. That was, that was That's... beautiful and <laughs> concise and you covered like all of your bases is there. Very okay. good. Very good. Okay. I'll go next to Jacob. So I have kind of learned this about myself that uh, I'm at my happiest when I am creating things for other people to consume. Like I, I studied journalism in, in college and really fell in love with that. And cool. um, I just think the process of creating something from scratch and then going through this long process of polishing and perfecting with the ultimate goal of like releasing it for others to, to consume, mm-hmm. whether again, that's listening or, or reading or, or whatever um, or watching. That's just the feeling that gives me the most validation. Like the day you hit publish or the day that, you know, the music goes live is like the greatest feeling that I'm always chasing. And if I'm not constantly working on 
some sort of product, some sort of creative project that's going to ultimately turn into like a tangible consumable product, then I'm not, I'm not as happy as I could be. And, um, I think that's what keeps me going. And I, like, I have never really been into like jamming. Um, you know, people are always like, Oh, like we should jam. And it's like, yeah, jamming's fun. And I love playing music, but for me, it's, it's about, okay, what are we turning this into? Are we going to, is this practice for a show? Is this, are we writing to turn this song into something we're going to release? Like what's, what's the end, what's the end game? So that's like what I'm always chasing in music is some sort of like creative package or creative statement. That's going to be the result of hours and days and weeks or sometimes years of um, writing and rehearsing and practicing. So that's kind of why I make music is to chase that feeling of, um, you know, releasing a product and letting other people listen to it and kind of hear your creative voice and hopefully giving you good feedback on it. Yeah, absolutely. You're kind of, you know, creating something that is a representation of yourself. So it's like kind of the highest form of like creating something. Great answer as well. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. We shall then go to Jordan. Yeah. uh, I mean, both of those, I feel like I couldn't agree with more those just resonate with me so much um both very eloquent i think for me i i feel like music has kind of always been this like escape not escape like a negative in a negative way but just sort of like you can just find a different part of yourself while you're doing it it's sort of something that's like it's momentary but it's also like ephemeral um Mm -hmm. and because it's something that like you think about and you, it makes you feel a certain way. Well, even if you're not doing it or you're not hearing it. And, it, and the other thing is, it's like, it's sort of like a reaction to, I mean, it's literally a reaction to vibrations. Like it's yeah. sort of like a, it's like an atomic <laughs> relationship. Uh, and, and I think just like the physicality of it, is, I mean, it, I've had some of the most transcendent moments of my life, like just uh, contrary to, <laughs> to Jacob's approach, just like in the middle of a jam where sure, it's like, yeah. uh, how did we, how did we even do that? What did we, what were we just playing? Like to get, and it's sort of like a high to chase. Like there's, cause those moments are very hard to get to unless you like refine your, you know, quote unquote jamming skills, um, which it's been a while, but like that's, and just, I, I don't know, I feel like to be alive and experience something like that is <laughs> uh, pretty, pretty incredible thing to like kind of do, do for yourself. Um, and then as I've sort of, you know, pursued songwriting and, and all these other things, like have found other, um, you know, pursuits within it, like some, like to what Jake, to Jacob's point, like the, the reception and like the creation of, of, uh, of material for somebody and, um, and also just like finding ways to hone your craft. I feel like there's, there's sort of like a rawness to like the human approach to music, but then like once you kind of find your path, there's just, um, there's always like a, the next stone to turn, Oh, oh turn over. Yeah. And there's like a new secret to unlock. Absolutely. Also beautiful. So I guess for the challenge of it. <laughs> yeah. I like how you guys kind of describe chasing the same feeling, even those kind of come into you guys at like through different points of the process. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, it's all around. It's really yeah. like, uh, 
And it's not all, it's not always like a positive feeling too. I think there's, there's like, and, and not necessarily that they're having negative experiences are bad, but there's just like, it's sort of an extension of all your emotions. And that's kind of what music is for everybody too. You know, that's why there's happy songs and sad songs and party songs and sleepy songs. Absolutely. It's, yeah, it's, it's it's reflective. Yeah, exactly. It's an emotive, it's a very emotive art. Yeah. Well, those were all A plus answers. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. I like to I like to just completely change the pace and like ruin this beautiful moment by asking some really uncomfortable questions like right after that. Yeah. So this is this is like a segment I like to call like the part where I try to make you guys feel uncomfortable. <laughs> by asking you I I do this like exclusively with with when I have like a band on when it's multiple people. Just to just to see what kind of happens. Amazing. So it's not that scary, but I'm going to ask you some, some yeah. questions. And um, I guess I don't know who will want to answer it, so I'll just I'll just leave it open. Anybody could jump in. So first first uncomfortable question is which one of you guys is the most talented? <laughs> I'd, say, I'd, I'd say Jacob. I watch Jacob drum, and I'm just like, oh my god, Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely impressive to me whenever I see yeah. him get behind the kit because it's very calculated. Um, very, uh, everything just looks so polished that I'm just blown away. And especially when I watch other drummers play, you know, everyone has their own style, but he definitely surprises me often, which I think is good because it shows that, you know, if a musician can keep you on your toes and you don't know what they're going to do next, I think that's really important and a great trait to have. Um, but just the general skill level always is like, Oh my God. So I would go with him. Yeah. I appreciate that, man. Thank you. I also would say Jacob. Um, and like for, here's a good example is that, and he put out his solo record that he like barely talked about to us ever. Um, he like low key dropped it. I listened to the whole thing in one sitting, uh, What's like it two songs. In, uh, the, his band is called the night prior and his album is called, uh, the night prior from age is the album title from age. That's right. Yeah. Sorry. But his album was so good that like two songs into it, I quit jeweling cold turkey because the vocals were so good. <laughs> Dude, I, I was, was like, trying I was shit. trying to remember that story recently because I remember we were That's it was like on New Year's Eve, you told me something about you you made some change when you heard my album and I couldn't remember what it was. And of course that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. And like just for context, I was like a mad jeweler. <laughs> oh man, it was bad. Yeah. And and just like I was like, holy shit, his voice is so good. And we're in a band together that I'm the freaking singer in. Like, what the fuck? I need to stop doing this. <laughs> and uh, and so I haven't looked back since. It's been like seven months. That's cool. That's and also he did the whole album by himself. Like that. It's a really good album. I'm gonna check it out. Absolutely. Yeah. 
a follow-up question that could um, also fill in more gaps. Who, which one of you guys is the most creative? I'm going to say Jordan, Jordan for that one. I'm going to pop pop in and say Jordan simply because like uh, Jordan and I have spent so much time together. You know, we, we also uh, kind of are the backing band for an electronic artist down here in LA and uh, we've spent a lot of long drives and car rides. And so I feel like uh, I've little by little learned or at least attempted to learn the way Jordan's mind works. And it's like a marvelous, a marvelous thing to witness. Um, just the places his mind goes is almost like, and I mean this in with a, with the utmost um, respect and like uh, compliment, but it's almost like Jordan is having like a one man improv show at all times in that, it's like always yes. And with him and yeah. he, he will take some like sliver of a random idea and see like 10 steps down the line of where that idea could be in that single moment. And you can't really catch up with him and you have no idea what he's talking about, but you can tell that he has like a very specific idea of what he's seeing in that moment. And, um, I'm, I'm sure Henry knows what I'm talking about, but, um, it's just, yeah, the places that Jordan's mind goes is, is incredible to watch. And, uh, it's, it's, it's like chaotic and crazy at times, but like when he can harness it, it's like, uh, I think one of the sort of like truest definitions of creativity, which is, you know, thinking completely outside the box. Yeah. I agree. For sure. (laughs) Said it all there. That was like the highest compliment I've ever been paid. <laughs> so thank you. Yeah, that was well, dude. Remember, awesome. I remember when I first met Jordan and I joined uh, Jubilo Drive. You know, it was two years ago, and I was like, um, you know, trying to kind of do my homework, so to speak. You know, I was again coming from like metal and pop punk, and hadn't really played sort of this style of rock music before. So I was like, wanted to do do my homework, and I was like, hey, Jordan, like, you know, you're you're obviously a big songwriter in the band. Like, would you mind just making me a little Spotify playlist of? Uh, some of the stuff you're into just so I can kind of like, you know, hear how the drums are in that and kind of hear what kind of songwriting you're into. And he sent me a playlist and it was like six hours long. And nice. I obviously have not made it through that playlist, but it was six hours with literally like zero of the songs I'd ever heard of before. So um, that was kind of indicative. And that was kind of my first window into <laughs> seeing what Jordan was all about. <laughs> nice. That's cool. Well, that was good. See, I tricked you. I told you it was going to be uncomfortable, but it was actually really nice and sweet. Yeah, nice. I like that. That's good journalism right there. Thank you. Thank you. My favorite kind of music fan. Yeah, we're getting towards the end. And so uh, kind of a fun one just to kind of end on. I like to always ask what you guys enjoy doing besides music. We've been talking about music this whole time. What else do you guys do? Nothing. <laughs> no, that's not true. Who wants to go first? Go for it, Henry. Um, I enjoy a, a lot of other things besides music. Um, I enjoy mountain biking, surfing, uh, graphic design, um, being outside. I, I think I think quarantine has really made me appreciate doing outside activities a lot more. Yeah. Just yeah, I feel like I I already said that earlier, but I really definitely took that for granted before yeah we like affectionately call henry the the king of summertime because that's just where he thrives the most so i'm definitely feeling that is true feeling for him during covid where you know he's cooped up a little bit but 
Yeah, it seems like <laughs> Henry just, uh, you know, if, if you just send him on a long drive with the windows down in the middle of July, you know, he's as happy I'm as he ha- can I'm, be. I'm happy, yeah. <laughs> nice. That's all I need. The, the King of Summertime sounds like a good album name. Solo project. Here we mm-hmm. go. <laughs> yeah. The debut album from Henry. Bun- bun- ten half-made songs. <laughs> <laughs> Call it a mixtape. Uh, there you go. Uh, I can hop in. I, um, I'm a huge baseball fan, so I am, nice. I Me too. Love, love watching baseball. I'm, you know, obviously uh, this season is a little bit different, but I'm happy there's there's some baseball to watch. Uh, I love snowboarding. Um, love trying to trying to stay physically fit when I can. Obviously, that's been a little bit of a interesting uh, challenge here during COVID and. I also feel like it's interesting too. like my COVID hobbies, like at the beginning was, uh, very, very heavily, um, like mixing drinks and kind of getting into that. Oh uh, yeah. Me too. There you go. I mean, it's, it's only natural at, <laughs> at the beginning of yeah. it. It's like, Oh, we're inside. Might as well just get good at something. So, uh, I do love doing that as well though. I've, uh, as COVID has gone on, tried to sort of cut back <laughs> because, uh, <laughs> the excitement around, you know, what recipe I was going to make that night and, what not was obviously not the the healthiest routine to maintain. So yeah, um, yeah, that's funny. I I went through a similar interest. I right at the beginning, I just got down the YouTube uh, rabbit hole of watching bartender videos and and getting into making drinks. And and at some point, I was like, okay, slow down. Do you uh, <laughs> did you watch Steve the Bartender by any chance? Oh, that's what got me into it. The shake and go. smile, man. Oh, shake and smile. <laughs> that guy. I feel like he started his YouTube channel maybe like last year or pretty recently, but he so clearly saw such a huge spike during COVID because of oh, people yeah. like you and me uh, exactly, trying to make yeah. cocktails at home. So yeah, that's a great YouTube channel. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> I love Steve and I love Leandro from the Educated Barfly. Yep. Shout out to him too. Hundred percent. Okay, last but not least. Uh, those two guys have way cooler hobbies than me. <laughs> um, <laughs> and they know it, too. All hobbies are good. Uh, well, you got to have hobbies, too. Uh, no, I um, – so I, I've i always been, like, a huge kind of, like, film and TV buff, as in I love to just watch movies and TV all the time. Uh, <laughs> but, like, it's sort of like – <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's partially – like, partially – part of it is kind of part of my like music writing process. So it's this sort of like weird stasis of like creative mode where like for the last few months, I've kind of just had like the Simpsons and Star Trek running um, just cause I've like uh-huh. seen it all, but it's like a visual, I don't know, something about like the color palettes or the jokes, like kind of gets me, it gives me like a reprieve. Um, but my COVID hobbies have definitely been like, I got a Nutribullet and I've been blending oh, nice. up a fucking storm um and actually i saw henry and jacob a couple weeks ago and or was that last week i have no idea um and we did a little you know distance walk in my neighborhood but i made up some like tequila smoothies like oh it was so good and then oh, nice. i've also been half-assedly like trying to become vegetarian um <laughs> which ah. only only happens like i only get like three or four streak days at a time um but like trying to cook more and stuff too. Yeah. Turns out mushrooms are amazing. Oh yeah, we go to like the farmer's market like twice a week now. I'm like really into that. That's that's <laughs> like a that healthy vibe. habit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and it's cheap too. It's so cheap to go to the farmer's market. 
You can get a lot of yeah. food for like not a lot of money. Hell yeah! I I think your hobbies stuff. and and your answer was just as good. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Well, that's pretty much it. The last couple of things I'll ask you guys is. At the end of every show, I always ask the guests to recommend another band, musician, or musically creative person who they think would be a good future guest for me to interview. Uh, I think a really cool person uh, who you'd probably be interested in talking to is Adrian Acosta from the band Drag, who I mentioned earlier. Uh, I've been a big fan of theirs for actually a couple years, and then only recently, like through Instagram, got in touch with him. and like traded some songs and stuff and he is a cool guy and has really cool taste and is very creative as well um so i can give you his contact info and his whole band is amazing too perfect um, I, do, I only happen to know him personally i'll well i have another person who maybe you should talk to uh actually two more. if you have more one, please go ahead one is a friend of mine named caleb buchanan um he is an incredible musician but specifically jazz uh, a bass player um plays all oh, styles cool. of music like phenomenally well and i it's only a matter of time until he's like one of the next big players in bass like cool. nationally known um yeah. he's really rad and then a friend of mine cecilia peruti from uh, gothic tropic um she's a really incredible artist she also plays oh um, yeah with, i know gothic um, tropic yeah gothic tropic is amazing she's also love, Beck's guitar her, player yeah. i didn't know if you knew that uh, she plays I with Beck, Charlie XCX, uh, uh, somebody, I think Angel X or something like that, um, and a couple other really cool names, and she has a lot of awesome music and is an insane musician and producer herself. So Yeah, um, that's so cool, yeah. Cool person to talk to. I'd love to talk to her, yeah. I, I came across Drunk on a Rhythm, you know, great song. whatever, a few months oh, ago, yeah. and it was just on repeat for just forever. It was such a good song. I um, mean, the solo awesome. that's awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get you guys in touch. Sick. Thank you. Um, cool. Well, why don't you guys uh, tell everyone what's the best place besides Spotify they can find your music? Where's where's kind of the best social media for people to follow you guys? Ooh. At Wax Charmer. Instagram? On Instagram. Instagram, yeah. Twitter, all of them. I think all of them. Okay. At, at, at Wax Charmer. And, and then actually, also yeah. we... Uh, we just renewed our Squarespace membership for another year. So <laughs> waxtrauma.com yeah. is live and we have merch. Yep. Some really sick designs from Henry. Uh, we have like two shirts, uh, two shirt designs. They're all really rad. Uh, they were supposed to be for our <laughs> touring, but now they can be for your lounging in the house. Waxtrauma.com. Very cool. That's cool. Yeah, it's Squarespace. That is also uh, where Redefining Records is located. So we'll give them a shout out. Thank you, Squarespace. Uh, and yeah, everyone go buy some merch from Wax Charmer. Thank you. Okay, that's pretty much the end. Are you guys all good? Does anyone have something they want to say at the end? Hope everybody's healthy, staying safe, <laughs> being good to each other. Yeah, I hope you all are registered to vote and you vote in November or that's October it. if you feel like it. Perfect. Yeah. I agree. I agree with both of those things. Okay, guys. uh, Keep making cool shit. Uh, It was a pleasure to have you guys on the show. And we always end with a high five. Uh, And so with COVID, it's all virtual, but we do a virtual high five. And so I'll count down three, two, one, and then we'll we'll virtually high five. (laughs) Sound good?
Let's do it. Okay, three, two, one. Beautiful. Perfectly in sync. Yes. Thank you for having us, Andrew. Thanks, Andrew. Much appreciated. No problem. Thank you, guys.